Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Knee Slap and K-Pop Podcast. I'm Sammy, and with me today is Kayla. Hello again. And Dan. Hello. And this is our C-Dramas intro part two, where I'm just going to give you a list of recommendations of some of maybe not my favorite C-Dramas, but C-Dramas that I would recommend to newcomers and people that have never watched a C-Drama before. This episode was a long time coming because I think I promised it in, like, episode two of this podcast. Yeah. I think it was one of the first pitched ideas because at first we were like, ah, oh, but we don't want to contain ourselves to K-pop only. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I want to do a C-drama episode. And we're like, go for it. Make a script. We'll be there. And it's finally happening. How many and episodes later? <laughs> writing this script, you wrote, like, a whole essay on Republican-era China. <laughs> And then I did a also, lot of research. And then also added, like, eight dramas that you're just like, I need to watch this for the episode so I can recommend it to people. <laughs> because at some point I realized I don't watch Republican-era shows and I probably should maybe have an idea of what I'm talking about. Because I am talking entirely out of my ass, but maybe I should, like, have somewhat more of an idea because I am not... I'm not a person that likes to recommend things that I have not personally watched. So mind you, I've watched every single episode, every single show, every single episode of every single show on this list. That's the quality control we have on this podcast. Nice. Mm-hmm. That dedication. Mm-hmm. It took me, like, actually three months. And then also we just didn't have time to record this episode, so it was like another month of no, just it, sitting here. <laughs> it was a lot of, a lot of episodes needed to get recorded first, so yep. it just got And then I was aside. just like, I have, at some point Kayla was like, you can't add any more shows, because at some point I was like, I, I was like, no, like we have sh- to, we need to cut it off somewhere. <laughs> yep. I, I completely blame our coverage of Mnet survival shows for the reason why this got shoved so far mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I needed to podcast more about Island. Mm-hmm. Of course. That's what I needed to do. Priorities. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, the shows I'm recommending now are just, um, maybe not, some highlights, some very, very popular dramas, some slightly more, um, obscure genres. C-dramas air very, very quickly, as I think we said in the last episode. They air over, like, a month to, really a month period for the whole show to air. So I wanted to contain this to shows that were released within the past, like, two to three years. Because that's really all that matters. And a lot of them were released this year because, like, they're just the most recent. They're the thing that's on everyone's mind, and they're some of the more popular shows. And then also, I have divided this into four categories. Modern, youth, costume, and Republican-era dramas. I'll explain what each of them are as I get to them, but a lot of them are very self-explanatory. So, to start, I'm going to start with the modern dramas. So, modern shows are any show in a contemporary setting. They're really just your family dramas, your workplace dramas, your gaming dramas those kind of shows. So the first one I want to highlight is one of my favorite shows and a show that I talked about in our top five shows all the way back when we did that was Go Go Squid. A 2019 41 episode show which is about a cute romance between a singer and a genius in the field of computer engineering who's also really big in the gaming world. Yes, he's the coach of an esports team and also is a former esports player. And this is another esports drama. This drama is so cute. This drama is super sweet. The couple's really sweet. Um, the this show doesn't necessarily focus as much on the actual sport of esports so much as the team advantage, the team aspect. Really, you could have replaced esports with any team-based sport and it'd be the same show. But I think the friendships are really good. I think that the relationship gets a lot of very good development. And the gaming aspect of this show is really fun. It is sort of a beginner's guide to esports dramas because they do kind of take you step-by-step through it. Because this is a girl that has never, like, been a part of esports. She doesn't really even really know what the game is. So, like, they're, like, she's new, so they kind of explain esports and explain the game and explain all the different things to you. 
So it's a really good entry point for people that have never watched an esports drama. I don't know. You've been you talked about it once, and now that I sort of stumbled onto this whole esports C drama, I guess it's a genre at this point now. Just there's a it's whole a genre. There's like it's a really good gaming, eight or nine gaming of them. Gaming C dramas. I didn't really think it was a thing. Apparently, it's a draw. Uh, it's a whole genre at this point. I think it's interesting as again someone who does follow esports a lot. It's kind of cool to see their take on it, and I think that you emphasize the one part of esports that i really enjoy is the whole team building and team you know coming together because usually that's 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 the cool part because it's very often especially with these types of sports that they're like ah yes teamwork always makes uh, the dream work and yeah that it it actually does work in this scenario so it's a lot of cinderella stories like that where it's just like a group of friends go out to win like the big championship so i kind of i'm kind of interested in is this, this the gaming one that has like the hacking game that's like not a yes. game? Okay. Uh, yes. The hacking game, yeah. The, you the talked game about in this that. show makes that's no just sense. like typing and nonsense. <laughs> Who can type the most? The game it's in this just makes no type, sense. Type, it's like... not the best game, which is why I said the, the show doesn't focus necessarily on the game. Really, this could have been a show about a soccer coach or a basketball coach, and it would have made no difference. It just happened to be esports. Right. Like the game itself does not matter, unlike some other esports shows where the game does matter. Right. Mm -hmm. Cool. I don't know. It's all. It's been on my like to watch list ever since that like in like our favorite drama episode. So maybe sometime I'll watch it. But that's what I always say, and then I'm a big liar. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Moving on to the second show, we have Because of You, or also known as Because of Meeting You, a 2017 56-episode drama where a girl who grew up basically working in a wonton shop and also delivering as a delivery girl, she did not receive high education, but she's very lovely, spunky, enthusiastic, extremely kind, and turns out she comes to discover that she is actually not her family's daughter she oh, was adopted no. by them after an accident and she's actually the daughter of the heir to a famous embroidery workshop and so this accident caused her to be raised by this other family oh, and no. this is an amazing show this is a very underrated show this show goes on all of the roller coasters the show is just i don't want to say anything but there's going to be a spoiler section. Editor Kayla put spoilers on the screen because I'm going to spoil a bunch. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because this show is very good. And if you don't want... It has a wonderful love story. It has great characters. It has great family dynamics. Both between like her real family and her fake family. And it's, a it's very much a Cinderella story. Because she is treated poor... Again, she's like the uh, Cinderella in her like poor family and then she realizes that she's actually like and she's actually rich or she's part of this wealthy family and also this show deals a lot with embroidery and it, the embroidery in it is gorgeous all the pieces mm. all the clothes mm. everything is just very very beautiful and they do a lot of focus on it and it's just wonderful and then the spoiler part spoilers now um, guys, in this show, so, this show is wild. In this show, she has a sister. Like, she, the adopted family that takes her in has a sister. Like, she's a Cinderella. Her sister gets pregnant, oh, gives, no. like, leaves the baby for adoption, and then she raises that baby as a single mom. Oof. Oh, my. Which is a lot. <laughs> and they all think it's her baby, so, like, they oh. treat her like a single mom. And then, like, she, it's wild. Oh, wow. This show is wild. <laughs> also it's just like it also has a fabulous wedding the wedding in the show is great so this is all the spoilers that's the big like twist in the middle of the show is that she ends up with this baby she and then baby. you know falls in love yeah and then falls in love mm -hmm. so this hmm. is one of my favorite sea dramas it's one of the first sea dramas really i've watched interesting yeah and you can watch the show on mm-hmm and this, you can watch this show on Vicky, and you can watch it for free on YouTube. Oh, nice. That will become a theme, is that you can watch this for free on YouTube. Everywhere on YouTube. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
All right. Mm -hmm. Curious. The third show I have, and the last show for modern dramas, is Lucky's First Love. Lucky's First Love is a workplace drama. It's a 2019-24 episode oh, workplace this is a drama. Damn drama. I was going to say, like, it's a damn drama. go on. <laughs> so the female lead is recruited to work at the male lead's gaming company. Ah, uh, yes, He's gaming a and determined and has oh, work no. gaming workplace drama. The damn drama. He is. He is determined and headstrong, and a son who refused to take over his family's company and chose to make his own way. On her journey from a sketch artist to a game designer, she experiences many extreme jumps and hurdles, and their continual bickering brings them closer, and the girl who's uh, yes. never been in love before find what is the last hurdle is love. So she falls in love with Aww. her boss. Aww. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is just, like, super lighthearted comedy. Uh, the closest thing I would describe it to, it's very much like uh, What's Wrong with Secretary Kim. Like, that's a great show oh, nice. to compare it to. Like, it's a fun workplace drama. There's this constant bickering. Like, they're obviously in love. They're, it's a very cute show. And you can watch it on Vicky and IQ.com, which is the I-G-E website. It's so cute. I love this show. It's this very sweet. Right it's a, like, adorable romantic comedy. The couple's really cute. They have great chemistry, and it's actually very funny. And it's more gaming. The gaming. game is not a part of the show. This could have been... I think that they like it because it lets it be a more, like, chill works workplace. Because other than that, there really is no point to this being a gaming show. It's not a gaming show. It's just gaming is, is popular, so they gotta, you know... Yep. And it just, I think, allows for, like, the more relaxed office environment. Yeah, I've seen that. As, as there's opposed a few shows to, like, the like more that. uptight. I mean, mm-hmm. like, a lot of, a lot of like, shows, like, business-wise, they're all like, oh, we're trying to build, like, an app. So it's, like, a, just a computer programming business where it's, like, less stressful. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I can get that. This sounds, yeah, again, right up my alley. I... We'll probably get to it in the next couple years because that's a lot. As long Eventually, <laughs> it's gonna go on the list for a while. But yeah, that's that's a good one. I'll It'll go on the list right. again. Won't watch it for another five years. Yeah, and then yep. I'll be like, "Oh, guys, I finally watched that." <laughs> You'd be like, "What? I forgot about it." Cute. Also, yep. Vicky. That makes me already more interested. Vicky, and it's. I-G-E-E. The IQ app, the IQ.com is also free okay. for most I'm, of their shows. I'm very happy that a lot of these are just available on YouTube. Nice. For free. Yeah. With English subs. Always nice. Alright. The next category of show is the youth dramas, which are all dramas set in high school or college or with high school or college-aged characters. Mm. Different than modern dramas, which are mostly more workplace-oriented. That's how I distinguish them. Mm. So for that, number one, I have Meteor Garden. A 2018-50 episode Chinese drama. I did see two episodes of Which is another remake. You did. And we'll talk about it. Because it is another remake of Boys Over Flowers. Or whatever the original manga for Boys Over Flowers is. And it is. this is also a remake of the original Meteor Garden. Which was a... Both a mainland Chinese and a Taiwanese show, which is, I think, the first adaptation of that. So this is, like, remake on remake on remake. This is, like, the fourth or... This is, like, the fifth or sixth time this story has been told. And again, if you haven't heard of it, it's an ordinary girl who's admitted to a prestigious school in the country where she meets the F4, an exclusive group composed of the four wealthiest and most handsome boys in the school. Mm, I I think think we all know what this show Mm -hmm. is about. Yep, yep. At this point. So it's a remake of Boys Over Flowers, and honestly, I liked it more than Boys Over Flowers. Boys Over Kayla, Flowers is episodes. a lot. It's Boys so Over much. Flowers is very much of its time. It's a 2000 mm-hmm. show that feels like a I 2000 like show. This one is a little finish. bit more chill. I cannot finish Boys Over Flowers because of just I how... Did. Just horrendous. I finished it twice because my friend wanted to watch it, and I watched it with her, and I've watched that show twice. Yeah, and I it's like a lot, Meteor both Garden times. a lot better because the female lead is like a believable person Competent. and not just annoying hell the entire time <laughs> and like really stupid. Like, and also again with the fifty episodes, she has friends. 
Mm-hmm. Like she's allowed to have human contact that's not just she with has these four an boys. actual family. Like she has a yeah. personality. Like it's a uh-huh. lot. Better. She has multiple friends. She doesn't just have her one friend at her job. She mm-hmm. has the one friend at her job and her two friends at school. Bam. Right. And also they the characters I don't know how this is in the original source material, but the characters in Meteor Garden are in college. This is not a high school based show, it's a college based show, which I tend I to gravitate to more. Better. And yeah, infinitely the whole youth more thing easy really... to Yeah. Mm-hmm. It scares it's me off. High school it's... or college age. Yeah. Most of the ones I picked, I only have one high school show on here. But honestly, it's just a better if you're gonna watch boy if you wanna watch Boys Over Flowers, take the plunge, watch a show that's a little bit longer and watch Meteor Garden instead. It's more modern. It's the same exact, like, basic concepts, but done with slightly more mentality. And, spoiler alert for Boys Over Flowers, it does not start with a student's attempted suicide. Brilliant. The first episode of Boys Over Flowers starts with an attempted, with, like, a kid trying to jump off a roof. (sighs) Kayla can attest to that. Boys Over Flowers is a lot. (laughs) It is. So just watch Meteor Garden, which does not have teen suicide in it. Meteor Garden is better Boys Over Flowers. Mm-hmm. And it's also on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So it's been suggested you have to Netflix. Me, it's on that pool of like recommended. And I'm like, ah, yeah. Oh, it's a youth drum. Never mind. I'll skip on. <laughs> Trust me, it's college. All right. Youth does not mean high school. Youth also means I know. college. Oh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Second one is one of my favorite shows of this year, which was Skate into Love, a 2020 40 episode youth drama i've also seen it classified as a modern drama they're in college i classify it as a youth drama which is about a speed speeding girl who crosses paths with the ice hockey god of her school uh. and despite starting off on the wrong foot they start a journey to chase their dreams and the fun thing is uh the speed skating girl realizes that this ice hockey boy is the boy she used to bully in school Aww. in elementary school <laughs> the freaking girl's the bully always man let me tell yeah. you <laughs> I adored this show. It's so good. It has just it's just such great chemistry between the leads. Everyone's very fun and funny. There's no like there's wonderful friendships and the one thing I did enjoy was that everybody is just there's a lot of camaraderie and there's no what I find very interesting with a lot of these shows, especially the a lot of the youth shows, you have like the evil for evil sake character that's trying to destroy them mm. and this show doesn't have that this show is just that's there's nice. conflict but there's not this cartoon villain that just happens cartoon. to be around this, this cartoon mean girl or this cartoon asshole guy who just continuously ends up with a um with just random plots and i'm like this is mm. this, this is ridiculous this is just stupid and also, um, the there's three male leads. This isn't a love triangle. We got this three. is just three male. There's three. You think two male leads is wrong? There's a third one. The third oh, one no. is really useless. But there's one that's there for a while, and I'm like, damn, hello. Also, uh, you get speed skating, ice hockey, and the second male lead is a figure skater, and then the third male lead's a journalist. We don't talk about him. All right journalism bad got it it's less interesting than speed skating and ice hockey mm-hmm. fair enough and this show is wonderful i love it it's a 10 out of 10 for me it's in one of my top shows of this year it's in one of my top shows ever i love it All right, you talked a lo- you about this. it quite a bit yeah yeah while you while you were watching it you talked about it a lot again fun story guys i we have a lot of discord calls very often mm-hmm. and every time we are i'm just watching a drama well also on this discord call because what i found is that these dramas <clears throat> while i do need to actually be looking at them i don't actually need to be paying my full attention to them because they are simple stories so i can be on a discord call while also watching all the dramas and they'll randomly just hear me yell because someone died or yes. they won and i'm very, very happy I so, wouldn't yeah, be surprised if you're watching, watching a, drama. a drama right now as talking about I'm not other doing drama. that. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm Just not checking. doing that. I don't have that. I don't while I'm recording the podcast. Mm. 
And so, Skate Into Love is available on YouTube and Vicky. And all the shows that I say that are on YouTube are on YouTube with English subs unless otherwise specified. Nice. So, up next, we have a show called A Little Thing Called First Love. Quite a title. It's a 2019 36 episode show, and this one stars Guanglin, former Yay. member of 101. Yay. This is where he went. Cute. It tells the story of an ordinary girl who falls head over heels for the most popular guy in her school, played by Guanglin. She's a shy, artistic student who uh, develops a crush on the handsome, talented classmate and embarks on a journey of self discovery through college. So, this show actually starts out in high school. A good portion of it takes place in high school toward, like, I say the middle of the show, they graduate and then go off to college, and it continues in college. So it actually follows these characters for a decent amount of time, because I do think it ends later on in college. I think one of them is even graduate, like, when they graduate college. Like, it's a very long span of time. Okay. And it is just cool. a very cute, sweet, innocent show. I actually wanted to have a high school show on here. I don't really watch high school shows at least sea dramas because sea dramas have a lot of college shows and i tend to gravitate toward them more but i wanted one high school show and i didn't realize this was also going to go to college so more college shows vast majority of this actually takes place in college but it's actually really similar to a lot of k-dramas that have a premise like this it's very tropey but in like the best way like if you want like a cute innocent tropey thing it's actually really sweet uh it is the fun thing with this show is that this is the show that while i was watching it, i said the girl looked jaundiced oh because <laughs> mm -hmm. this is also one of the shows where it's like the ugly duckling becomes pretty she starts ah. the show they make her look so bad and she the because they, they, they make everyone else look, look so white they make everyone else look so white. She doesn't look just... Because I think they're trying to make her look tanned. The thing is, she doesn't look tanned is that she just looked jaundiced. And I'm like, girl, go to a doctor. Please. <laughs> but she's a really pretty girl. She's very sweet. They don't actively... And the thing is, she doesn't change herself for the guy. She changes herself for her own self-worth. Um, not because of him, but sort of for herself. Which I really thought was very... um. Better than a lot of other shows could have done. And the ta the cast is really young, but they're really talented. And I think that for all of for this whole show, this is the first time any of them are leads. And this is, I think, the first time Guanglin has been in a drama since, I think he was a kid. Forever. And, like, he did really well. And this show is available on YouTube, Vicky, Netflix, and Amazon Prime Video. Alright. Literally anything everywhere. you have, you can watch it. It's cool. everywhere. It's literally everywhere. Alright. Up next we have the costume dramas, which is just a blanket term for any historical slash fantasy drama. I think all of the ones I'm talking about are fantasy dramas, so. <laughs> I don't... The more historical exciting. dramas are... The historical dramas are more... Are longer... They're where you get to your 60 to 70 episode range. And I don't necessarily throw myself. They see, they're very intimidating even to me. I don't watch historical Chinese dramas. They seem intimidating. I will eventually. And I'll get back to you when I do. So the first one we're going to talk about is The Untamed. Surprise. Because of course we are. Big surprise. Of course we are. It's a 2019 50-episode show starring Wang Yibo, formerly of Unique. Or currently of Unique. That, show, that band hasn't disbanded. It's a, it's a series following the adventures of two soulmate cultivators who travel to solve a series of murder mysteries, eventually finding and defending the true culprit. And then they are essentially two polar opposites who are suddenly tied together after discovering a plot by a... By a discovering a plot and basically anything else i say about this is a spoiler and this show is a lot the show is very good i highly recommend it it's the greatest show ever made watch it so you've said i've said this a lot i don't know what else to say it's so good the, the more i would prophet. subscribe about the plot i'm the untamed prophet 
Show's on YouTube. It's on Viki. It's on Netflix. There's no excuse not to watch it. There is also the Untamed Special Edition, which is just recutting the show in chronological order and cutting out, like, 30 episodes. Don't watch it. It's worse. It's, it's not worse. as good. Okay. It's not good as good, and you miss, like, a lot of the actual, like, story arc and, like, you get the main plot points. It's a cool afterthought if you're still... It's a cool afterthought if you've already seen the show. Right. Mm-hmm. The thing with this show, I'm now gonna go into spoiler territory. <sighs> Half of this show is a flashback. So you, mm-hmm. you, you're you put in modern times up until, like, episode 3. And then from episode 3 to around episode 33, you are in a flashback. And it is all about the journey of, like, these... You see the two lead meet. You see them basically find, like, the evil demonic cultivators, which are, like, the evil clan. And then they defeat them. But it turns out that now our one of our main characters now does, like, evil demon magic, which is bad. Then they kill him. And then he comes back 16 years later. And then there's more plotting and more, like, there's, like, political intrigue. There's, like, backstabbing. And then it's just, it's a very good show. It's, uh... Kayla and Dan may eventually watch it. May eventually watch it. I feel like it. I will at some point, but it's also, like... It's gonna get put on a list, and I might not get to it for, like, several years. I can also probably tell you, if I do ever watch it, I won't tell you. And it'll just be like, oh, no, by the way, tell me. I finished no, The Untamed. Can't. It's gonna have to be like you that. You can't tell just me. drop it one day. It's like, by the way, <laughs> The Untamed is really good. Like, you guys are gonna need to start, like, the similar group chat that you had when I went for my birthday for <sighs> it's gonna the be watching a secret, The Untamed. Untamed secret watching Untamed watching part. Yeah, that'll be interesting. No, you need to tell me right before you watch the finale so I can just watch... The, I'll just watch the finale with you, just like, hi. Yes, hi, I'm That'd here. be fine. Yeah. Yep. It'll be on the list. Uh, I think it is already on my list of just shows to watch. I even had you one of my Wang friends... Yibo. I do. You do. We, you I are do part, a lot. We are part of the Wang Yibo cult. Yeah, I, I yeah. literally said to my friend, she's like, oh, I'll watch it for you. And she's like, eh, it's pretty good. I don't know for if you like it. So, you won't, but she also I, I knew about it. I genuinely believe that you won't. Okay, that's a good feeling. Because it's, you don't like fantasy. You've said, I really told me don't. flat out you don't like fantasy. Yeah. You're not gonna like any of the shows on this list because they are all fantasy shows by design. I know, but I also know it's Wangy Boat and I know it's mm-hmm. The Untamed. So, if I were to give True. fantasy one shot, it would be this show. This. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the thing with this is that they're actually technically called wuxia shows, which is that they are martial arts-based fantasy shows. So that's what mm. the technical subgenre is. So next we actually have Legend of Awakening, a, 20 te- a 2020 sorry, 48-episode drama, who actually, for its female lead, has Shang Zhao of Cosmic Girls. Yay. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. So this, uh, so in this world, there's two orphans who were imprisoned for many years, and they plot and execute an escape. Despite their lowly status as runaways, they actually possess in exceptional magical powers, and so the dean of a leading martial arts academy recognizes their great potential and then offers to take them on as students. It's basically magical orphans. It's basically Harry Potter. Harry Potter. It's not Harry Potter at all. I just wanted to say magical orphans. It is it is Harry Potter, but not Harry Potter. Got it. No. There's just magical orphans, which again, you'll find that a lot of these plots revolve around magical orphans. Yeah, I can't have parents holding them back. Nope. I gotta go unleashed. Is, yeah, this show's really fun. Shang Zhao plays the main male lead's love interest. She's hmm. actually a surprisingly good actress for how for this being like one of her first starring roles. And I think that overall, the pacing isn't great on this show, but it's an easy show to follow, which is why I think it's a good starter show. Like, you get the basic, like, a lot of these fantasy shows can have very complicated plots, and, like, they can just pile on a bunch of stuff very quickly. Lore. But this show does it. Lore. Lore. A- this World show kind of drags. If I'm being 100% honest, it kind of drags, but I did love the dynamic of everybody together 
and I loved the characters and I loved the arc. So that kind of kept the show to be actually really good. The plot is where a little bit of dragging. That's where you can, f- I can actually feel I can get episodes. behind a bit of dragging. I mean, it, it, if the characters, like you say, are as interesting as they are, like it allows that drag to not feel too much and continues to like egg on to more more plot. But yeah, I think that was my biggest problem with like Genki Heart and a lot of these long long dramas that you're investing a lot of time into is that once you do hit a patch like that you really start to to tune out and then don't finish or take months mm-hmm. to finish like what i do so yeah you took months to finish a 36 episode show i can only imagine how long the 48 episode legend of awakening would take you a man who has admitted to not like fantasy yeah i i will take your word for it mm-hmm uh, this show is available on Vicky and IQ.com, which is I-Q-E's dot com service. Cool. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Up next, we have one of the older shows on this list. It's Princess Agents, 2017, 67-episode drama. This oh. is one of the most famous costume dramas. It's actually a very, very popular one. Um... So, a slave girl is thrown into a forest along with the other slaves and becomes a hunting target for rich lords. She's saved and then brought into a powerful family as a slave girl. And she swears to take her younger sisters and flee the situation. However, she captures the attention of one of the princes and is now put under a strict training. And basically becomes a badass warrior. Nice. And this show is amazing. Twists and turns for days. I can't say any more about the plot because it's a spoiler. However, big, big letters, big letters. If you are someone that wants a satisfying conclusion with no cliffhangers, do not watch this show. I have to give that warning. Aww. Because this show does not have that clear of an ending nor that great of an ending it's really like it has all the greatest buildup, and it's one of my favorite shows it's very good but it Hmm. does not have a good ending which kind of ruins it but i have to recommend it because it's princess agents everybody loves princess agents and the whole show is amazing until the last episode fascinating it's also 67 episodes, so I don't yeah. want you to get to, like, episode 67 and be disappointed. Yeah. Uh, there was actually supposed to be a season two, but I think that there was an issue with the original book that it's based on that it might be plagiarized, so who knows. Oh, that's so... Oh, no. I mean, the whole idea of, like, a slave girl suddenly inheriting really powerful, mar- like, fighting capabilities is not the most original concept. Especially not in Chinese books. So, sure, plagiarism. And I think there's an actual lawsuit, so I don't know if it's... Oh, I don't snap. want to speak to whether or not it's actual plagiarism. Alright. Well, that's always exciting. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the show's on Viki and on YouTube for free. Nice. And then the last one I want to talk about for fantasy shows, because that's really what C-dramas are known for, is their fantasy shows. It's kind of what distinguishes them from any other country's shows. I want to talk about Ashes of Love, a 2018-63 episode show, which is the story of a many lifetime romance between a flower deity who cannot love and a fire deity. So this is actually Uh, about two deities. They're not actual humans. Non-humans. Actual non-humans. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. And this was the first costume drama I ever watched. Um, and so this show is super popular. It's actually getting a season two. The not following the how, the, the how main often is that? The by show. the way, for a season two, um, a, a lot of shows, especially the very popular ones, can have a season two. They won't necessarily always follow like the same couple. For mm. example, um. 10 Miles of Peach Blossoms has two spinoff shows, which follow the two of the side couples, and they get their own full shows. And this show's getting a season two, I think, following a different couple. 
And a bunch of shows get season twos if they're very popular or they're designed to have a season two if the story was not completed. The thing with Chinese shows is that many times maybe a main actor will be recast. For example, in Evernight, there's a season one with one lead actor and season two has a different main main male lead. Playing the same character. They're the same character. Same character. They just ignore the fact that, Hmm. oh. Yep. Mm -hmm. That can happen. Because, you know their drama life is busy they gotta hop on from one show to the other and if they're booked oh yeah no they have they do a lot of dramas so yeah ashes of love is one of the most popular dramas and i think i needed to highlight it here because i do genuinely think it's very very good and people should watch it it is an intimidating 63 episodes but you can watch it on youtube netflix and vicky dang interesting Mm mm-hmm and so lastly, we come to the type of drama that I have seen the least about, so I actually have to do research on. Oh, Republican dear. Era. Oh, yes. These were the ones you just uh, had to yeah. watch for this episode specifically. I found a lot of good shows, but also, like, I had never... Re- Republican Era shows had always been a show that I didn't know anything about because, again, we were ra- I was raised in the United States. Kayla was raised in the United States. Dan was partially raised in the United States. Our... Even when you were in Europe, we yeah. don't necessarily have great Chinese historical education. None. So none. Got none. <laughs> none either. So Republican era Chinese dramas are set in the Republican era of China, which is between 1912 and 1949. And they fall from the mm. last imperial dynasty to the civil war and the communist revolution. So it is that span of that is basically that span of time when China was a republic, the end of the imperial rule to the beginning of communism. And so the shows often focus on youth, the military, police, some kind of police officer, some kind of spy, and also often focus on the Japanese invasion or in families trying to transition into the new modern age. So a lot of times these shows, one of my favorite things about these shows is that you see the the costuming is one of my favorite things about these shows because they, it is a mix of traditional Chinese wear and Western mm-hmm. clothing. So you'll see someone in traditional Chinese outfits sitting next to someone who's in a full suit. And the actual, like, what you would picture as someone in, like, the 1920s. And it's just super great, and I love that. Like, whole dynamic is really, really nice. And so... I had had no education on this period of Chinese history or anything about Chinese history. So I always found these shows a little intimidating to watch. Hmm. It was a lot. I can imagine. So I did a bunch of research on Wikipedia and then realized that I don't have the time for this and also that I'm just going backwards because I like started out in like Republican era China, and then went back to realize, well, why did the imperial dynasties fall? And then went back and back, and I'm like, I can't research all of Chinese and history. And then just like re- just for this researched the entirety of Republican era China. <laughs> I needed to stop because that was not going to do anything, and also it was just it took too long. And it's like that we was are... a good like. I was like, we are going to mention it maybe like five minutes on this podcast episode. Like, you don't need an entire essay on it. <laughs> At some point, I was just looking it up for my own thing, and I'm like, I don't have time for this. I have an actual job. This is not a, like, I can't. At that point, I might as well just start going to college and majoring in Chinese history. Mm-hmm. So, the first show I have is My Roommate's a Detective, which I loved. This is one of my favorite shows of this year, too. It's a 2020-36 episode show. It's set in the mid-1920s, where a series, where a trio of a police officer, a detective, and a reporter form a small detective squad that specializes in solving strange and unsettling murder mysteries. Ooh. It's like Sherlock meets Murder, She Wrote meets Scooby-Doo. <laughs> oh my. That's a... It's so fun. What a combination of shows. I have no... That didn't simplify anything at all. <laughs> I have no idea. But I yeah. I love this show so much. This show is so <laughs> fun. It was so funny. I love the whole thing. The dynamic was great. The two male leads were really fun. I mean, the romance was kind of forced, but also, like, I loved, I loved everything about the show. Also, I have a correction to make for this show. 
I actually found a correction because um, in the show there is these British characters because it does take place in China during the 1920s and there was a British sort of presence there. And they oftentimes refer to the British monarch as the Queen. That is not correct for the mid-1920s in Britain. The British monarch in the 1920s was King George V. It should not be the Queen. Well, they did zero they research. They no can't always research get into it right. Western history. Yes. I know, but I, 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 they, I, as someone who was also really into British, like, um, period pieces, especially mm-hmm. when I was in high school, was just like, this is wrong. This is just That's not the one thing I know is that, like, that is just, like, one little thing that bugged me who noticed it. No one else cares. But yeah, that is this show. I love this show. This show was super fun. The murder mysteries were great. It was very Sherlock Holmesy, where it's like you can't really figure out the mystery yourself. You can kind of figure out the mystery yourself, but like oftentimes it's like the missing piece of the puzzle comes into the last minute, much like Murder She Wrote. I loved it. This is really funny. Do you guys want to watch a murder mystery set in 1920s China? You know, there is probably other detective crime dramas I would watch first, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the. Yeah, it's a, it sounds like a bit much. Uh, I think I'd be more interested in the time period more than the whole murder mystery aspect. Um, time period is cool. I always like historical stuff, especially if it's from a different, again, point of view that I'm not familiar with. So, yay, learning more. Plus, I like that time period um, in Western history as well. So, it'd be cool to see what's going on in the China at that time. Mm-hmm. All right, and that uh, show is available on Viki and IQ.com. Even though I think that one might be on just their VIP service, so maybe watch it on Viki. <laughs> nice. Next one is Hot-Blooded Youth, a 2019-58 episode drama that stars Tao, formerly of EXO. Ooh. Oh. I, f- I feel like I know the most about this one because I heard you talk about it a lot. No, there's two of them. This was a different one. There's two of them. Which this is not the this is not the Google translated one. Oh no. Oh no. Mm-hmm. This is the other Republican era Tao show that's 58 episodes long. The other one. Oh dear. We'll get to the other one. So this one is a um, so Tao was grew up on the streets. He's a quick witted, talented, exceptionally gifted basically con artist and so by chance he's pulled into a a fight and basically becomes a force for crime in the shanghai underground and sort of his dealings with that and with the police and with all that also spoiler alert this show turns into a prison show for about like 20 episodes nice actually it's really like 10 love a change of one that i in the middle of of the drama yeah so like he's this like quick-witted like like super con artist from the streets who like takes care of his like family and his community by like scamming the rich and then also somehow gets thrown in jail for a while you know it becomes like prison break for a little bit because they also have to get him out of jail but this show was really fun i feel like i remember talking about that because you're like you're still in the prison (laughs) We're still in jail. The jail went on for a while. I was surprised how long it was a prison drama. The villains were really good in this sh- in this show, actually. It actually has some of the best villains. It's really fun, really dramatic. I also like Tao more as an actor than I did as a member of EXO or the soloist. K-pop idol. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I like Tao more as an actor than as a K-pop idol. Yep. It's funny how I that works out. Well. There's a few idols that I've grown to like a lot more just because of <clears throat> dramas. Mainly 2PM. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, this show's available on Vicky and IQ.com. Uh, so, the third drama... So, these two dramas are both dramas that I have things to say about, but are call, both come with asterisks. Asterisks, uh, military okay. Asterisks. Arsenal Military Academy is a 2019-48 episode drama where a girl joins the army and her brother's dead by pretending to be a man. She Uh, becomes a classmate with 
uh, mm. a wealthy. It's yeah. She becomes classmates with like a wealthy, like spoiled rich boy, and like the calm, quiet one. Two male leads, and through their rigorous training, the three form a bond and become comrades. But can she keep her cover? So I haven't actually. No. I watched the first four episodes of this show and then didn't finish it because I cannot stand the trope of girl pretends to be boy. And this military show was not going to change that because she does not make a convincing boy. But someone I know who has seen it highly recommends it and I trust their opinion. So if this is not a trope that bothers you, here's another one for you. Because people that like that trope really like that trope. So here's one for you. Because I, I don't can't mind stand that it. trope. I, d I, I also don't it. enjoy that trope. It just depends on how trip. long. I mean, it's what my. I think my least. The problem with it for me mostly is because they like. Someone finds out, but then they like cover it up and like, no, 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 you didn't see it right. And then it goes on, you know? And then. The, yeah, it's yeah, just. It's all thing. about learning the secret. And it, that's mm -hmm. what becomes a central focus of the entire show and less about what anything else is happening. So, yeah. Who mm -hmm. can keep a secret? And uh, how well can you keep a secret? It's, yeah, I, it can get pretty annoying. I understand that. Yeah, I can't stand it. Better the trope, for a movie, not so great for it. a 50 something episode. 48. You know. All right. 48 episodes. 48 long show. episodes of that. Yeah, it's a bit much. Yep. Because I guarantee you, lot. by like 30 episodes in, it's still no one knows, and then one person finds out, and then by the last 10 episodes, people start everyone finding out and then it's dealing with the consequences and then realizing oh but you're a good asset so we'll deal with it and blah 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 yeah okay my i think my big problems with this trope is like any story they're gonna try to tell out of that is usually just not good like there's really only yeah one story you can tell with that trope and it's not good in the first place and also like how many times have we done this already? Like, we don't need to keep doing this. No. Mm. Yeah, but again, if you like that trope, this is another show for you, and people that I have seen, people that I know that have seen this show and don't mind that trope have said it's very good for that trope. So that's that show. And then the last show I have to talk about is Forward Forever, the 2020 58 episode Republican era drama starring Tao. This is the one you're, th you're thinking yes, of, Kayla. the Google translated one. Oh, yep. snap. So this, this story is set during a period of great unrest at the end of the Qing Dynasty and the beginning of, Republic of, of the Republic of China and follows two impassioned youths as they devote their lives to their country. This is the Google translated show. I don't recommend this show. I do and I don't. This show <laughs> is an emotional roller coaster. Like, the cast is great. The, male lead, the main leads are great. It pulls at your heartstrings in every possible way. Spoiler alert, Caleb, flash the spoiler button. Yep, spoilers. Everybody right dies. Everyone dies. Everybody dies. dies. Everyone's oh, dead. This is the show where everyone dies. And, but also I emotionally was very invested. But the unfor- Spoiler's over. But the unfortunate thing is, the whole show is Google translated. You get the gist yeah. of what everyone is saying. But it's just, like, you, you barely I, can. Like, I will not enjoy like you it. You barely then. understand it. I don't I recommend that a... you watch this drama, Dan. <laughs> I will hate myself. I had trouble with Gank Your Heart, and it had relatively like, decent... Like, actually translated subtitles. And it wasn't even me... that great. It annoyed me, so... And you want to read a Google-translated subtitle? No, thank you. I'm good. For a 58-episode scene trouble. I don't, like, I already have trouble reading. I just don't want to have to, like, decipher it in my own head after I read something, you know? I cannot believe you watched a 58 drama with just Google Translated subs. I mean, that's dedication. I did. This she is the dedication I have for to this, this podcast. Which she is watched it for this episode specifically. Google Translate, it's at the beginning of every episode, Google Translate version for your reference. Ah. Uh, so no? Mm hmm So no, it's still Google Translated. Well, they tried. So again, <laughs> I... Again, I don't necessarily recommend that you watch this show. However, did I enjoy myself? Did I feel emotionally invested in a show that I could barely understand? 
Yes, and is that the mark of a, maybe a great show? Probably. Mm. I barely understood what was happening, but I had a very good. I had a very weird time. I was very frustrated. I I'm I'm frustrated just thinking about it. So. I watched the full fifty-eight episodes. Nah, I would get through half an episode before I just give it quits and I'd be like, I'm done. I can't do this. Then it's just like I am done. I want nothing no. to do with this. Uh, I don't care how good Tao is. Sorry. Well, you can mm-hmm. thankfully watch another Tao drama that is not Google translated. Yes, in yeah, the same era. <laughs> with the same number of episodes. Fascinating. Only, only, Tao made two of these shows within the same year. Hey, he's a victim of success. He's a victim of success. He's a great actor. He's a better actor than he was an idol, and he was a pretty okay idol. Mm-hmm. That's Good not insulting him. Tao's music. Tao's music's fine. He just, like, he's just a he's better like a actor. very good actor. He's just a better he's a actor. a compliment. So good yeah, these him. were some of, yeah. These were some of recommendations I have for dramas, or either of you going to check any of them out? I think Probably. the big one is the Go-Go Squid. I still think I have to, to eventually watch, um, I don't know, I might, I might give one of these uh republican era ones a chance i mean you put in so much effort to watch them at least i could do is give it a chance uh we'll see i mean there's again i've watched eight dramas and i know that there's more than republican eight dramas era... i don't even have a top 10 yet guys okay you haven't so... even watched 10 dramas yet i nope. i have plenty of good to go through before i start delving into the hmm let's give this a shot so yeah we'll see maybe later on i know go go skid is for sure one that i i think i will enjoy but other than that i don't know yet we'll see i might check out because of you because that one sounds pretty interesting and also because i it's just like par for the course for me having to watch The Untamed at some point. Like, that's just gonna happen at some point. At some point. And I've seen all of these shows and I'm... I... My thing with the Republican era shows was that it was never that I had to put an extra effort. It was that I never had, like, ripped off the band-aid and actually watched one because I always found them somewhat intimidating. That I was just, like, you know what? I'll do it. And now I actually really enjoy them. Hmm. So this was a learning experience for me, too. Maybe I'll watch a historical drama eventually. At some point. At some point. At some point. Alright, everybody. So this was our episode on C-Drama's recommendations. Um, So uh, we have a Twitter link in the description. We also have a K-pop collection Instagram We also are on Spotify, and if you're watching on Spotify, we have a YouTube where we post fun bonus videos. Yay! And so we'll be back with another episode about something. Something. I don't know what, but (laughs) the next episode is going to be... I don't know what. We We plan these in advance, yes. Well, the thing is, is we have like five episodes planned in advance, but I have no idea what order they're going to come out in. (laughs) Nope. So, like, uh, the one time we have pre-planned episodes, and it's like, I can't tell you what the next one's gonna be. Indeed. Nope. But we'll be back next week with something. Mm-hmm. Alright? Bye. 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 Bye.